Hallelujah. Isn't it wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord? Praise the Lord. You know, for the early church, they were just disciples then. They weren't really the early church yet before the Lord left. It didn't look like it was going their way. Everything they had given up for the last three three years, it looked like this is the greatest train wreck. The one that we put our trust in, the one that we've given up everything for. Moves off and gets himself crucified. That was not part of the plan. You're going to see some things happen in this day that you're not going to think should be part of the plan. I'm setting you up for success and not for frustration. Because the last thing we need is the church to enter into the frustrations that it went through two years ago. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, we're not going through that again. The church turning in itself. People double-guessing themselves about prophecy and all those different things. We're not going through that again. We're led by the Spirit of the Lord. I'm going to say that again. We're led by the Spirit of the Lord. And we can trust Him. For a long period of time now, working with the Lord, there are many times the Lord will tell me, turn that off. Because we all work with preferences. And it can be cloud your judgment. It was not within the disciples' plan for Jesus to get crucified. They thought they were going to set up the kingdom, especially when they were riding in, crying, Hosanna, Hosanna. They thought this was the greatest takeover right here. How many people knows your Bible? They thought that this was the takeover, that he was going to be crowned king right there and right then without the the death, burial, and resurrection, the defeat of Satan taking back the keys. <clears throat> you with me? Yes. There are things that as Americans we may not like. But don't let your world fall apart just because something happens that you didn't think was part of the plan. How many people believe that's a good word? That's a good One of these days, some people will get a revelation of why I keep things very tightly to working beyond even my intellect or knowing, earthly knowing or preferences. It is the safer thing to do is to pray at all times in the spirit on every occasion even when you're not liking what's happening because we can be so pulled into a wrong fight when we know that prophecy has to be fulfilled. I know this is a popular message. Because as Americans, we want to just throw it down no matter what. But if we're going to go to the trouble of expending all this energy, then we're going to expend it accurately. Yes. And we're going to do what Colossians tells us. We're going to set our minds on things 
which are above. I want you to look at Geneva and say, this is temporal. How many people tend to forget that from time to time? This is temporal. The rapture is coming. And we will not even remember this. In the way that we know it now. True or false? So look at your neighbor and say, stop your fussing, praise the Lord. And trust the Spirit. I'm going to say it again. Trust the Spirit. I'm going to try it one more time. Trust the Spirit. Why? Because He comes to our aid. He comes to our aid and bears us up in our I'll try this side over here. Bears us up in our and helps us pray beyond in a way that we do not know. That's a blessing. Thank God. I said, thank God. We can pray beyond what we know. Hallelujah. We can trust him because we win. And it doesn't matter what hoedown fight people are trying to throw here on this earth. We win. <laughs> oh, that tickled me right there. We win. Hallelujah. God bless America. I'm just going to say it again. God bless America. Hallelujah. You might try it too. God bless America. Hallelujah. How many people believe that America is blessed? Well, then stop messing with the curse. And if evil men and women rise up, we'll just know that they're being used. And abused. And cry to God for mercy for them. Because Satan will leave them for dead. Once he's finished with them, he'll kick them to the side. Hallelujah. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, there's life after the midterm elections. <laughs> How many people believe that's a good word right there? Look at your neighbor and say, pick yourself a cruise. Hallelujah. This... We're going to need a cruise for the time this thing's over. <laughs> Lie down. <laughs> Moving things out of the way. Straightening things up. Turning the water courses. Go with me to Proverbs 21. I want to show that to you. Are you glad you came tonight? Man, if we just go home now after that worship, we've already accomplished and achieved so much. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many people know God's not messing around? Now, we've got a job to do, and please don't be thinking that I'm being, uh, that I'm being, what would you say, frivolous is a good word. Thank you, Karen. You can stay. <laughs> we are the ecclesia, the governing authority. We have a job to do, but it must be the job that God requires. Because Satan would just love you to be fighting all sorts of things. True or false? Well, I'm, I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to stay in the spirit and pray in the spirit. And if the news is irritating me, I'm just turning it off. And I'm going to stay in the spirit. Hallelujah. I might be believe that was another good word. Karen's writing it down. You can really stay tonight. Man, it's amazing. I've actually seen people take notes recently. I must be doing all right. So look at this in Proverbs 21. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, as are the water courses. He turns it whichever way he wills. Well, 
Then verse 2 says, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs and tries the hearts. I'm just going to keep myself working with the Lord and working in the Spirit. And if something pops up that I don't like, I'm just going to keep going forward. I have to believe that the Spirit of the Lord working through me can do a better job than what I could ever think up. Since I came to this country, I, I, I think I've been very diligent. I've been in D.C. about five times. I, I've, I've went about, I've, I've done my best to learn. I've, I've watched David Barton's DVDs. That makes me a true American. I've had him here at church. Straight to heaven. No purgatory for me. This front row's getting kind of chirpy. <laughs> Watch documentaries. Took a good look at the Finding Father. Tried to understand what happened. on America documentary after documentary after documentary and I get locked in and I'll just watch it one after the other after the other after the other until but God is a plan Even at the founding of this great nation, the twists and the turns. And here we are at the deliverance of a nation. <laughs> and I don't believe for one minute that you're going to mess up. How many people receive that? I believe in the power of God to produce the plan of God. And I believe that if I am part of that, the Spirit will help me accomplish that. Regardless of what I hear, regardless of what I see, regardless of what I like and what I don't like, and regardless of players, God is going to get the job done. Lift your hands and say, the rapture's imminent. The rapture is imminent. Come on. So we will work until Jesus comes, and we'll do what it is that we're supposed to do by the moving and the mighty power of the demonstration of the Spirit of God working within us. And as we do that, He turns things in the direction that it needs to go. There were many times throughout the years in this great country that it looked like all was lost. Even at its inception. But yet in the morning they saw that the flag was still there. And I declare that tomorrow morning the flag is still going to be there. And on Tuesday morning the flag is still going to be there. Why? Because heaven needs this righteous nation. No matter what you think of it, no matter how bad you think it is, and no matter how you think old glory has fallen out of grace, there is still a remnant. I'm going to say it again. Some of you are not working with me, but I'm going to work. There is still a remnant. And our hope and our trust is not in a person, ladies and gentlemen. It is in the one and true and living God. He started us and he will finish us and he will take us right through to the end. If you believe that, shout a big amen. Come on. Isn't it the truth? But aren't you glad you're in a room like this where you know to pray and then you know how to pray 
And you know that you can yield to the Spirit, and the Spirit will help you pray. Look at the United Kingdom. Carnum himself were in awe over the last 10 days. The amount of the prophetic that we could see going off and going on. Hmm? The shortest prime minister in history. Not short as in height, but in length of time serving the country. But maybe in the great plan of things, maybe she was just put in at the passing of the queen and the accession of the king. And maybe that's all she was supposed to do. That was her part. But no, man wants to trash her. But yet everybody has a part to play. Maybe she was meant to be the shortest prime minister. Maybe she could only do in God what she could do. It's the truth. Maybe she was just a transition of a period of time. Moving it from an Elizabethan era I know you do too, but I sit hours thinking about these things, pondering them, not entering into the trash machine. Because everything has a purpose. Everything is a purpose. <laughs> and will produce more purpose. So I declare it over you, you have a part. And I declare over you, you're going to play your part. And you're going to play it with such eloquence and such determination that if even you were just to be a star for a night, you will shine as bright for one night and go down in history for shining bright for one night. This is the truth. This is the truth. Hallelujah. 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 Isn't it good? I want you to go with me, please. Well, where did I tell you? I told you that, didn't I? I want you to go with me to Colossians 3. I won't keep you long tonight, but just long enough. What I just said until this moment was nothing to do with what I'm about to say. No. <laughs> that was the appetizer. Colossians. Oh, I love this period of time we're living in. I wouldn't want to live at any other time. I'm just loving what's happening. Loving it. I don't love it, Pastor Paul. I'm loving it. Because I know I'm at the right place. <laughs> well, I'm just all into my call, Pastor. That's great. But it's bigger than you. So look at this, Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. If then you have been raised with Christ to new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2, look at this. And set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. For as far as this world is concerned, you have died. It's amazing. So as far as this world is concerned, you have died, and your new, real life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in the splendor 
of his glory. Hallelujah. So then it goes on. The first bit is really exciting. This bit is kind of like, so kill, deaden, deprive of power, the evil desire lurking in your members. Wait a minute, where did this come from? so powerful isn't it it's amazing I talked to you over the last couple of weeks about Daniel's assignment but Daniel's assignment and what I pointed you to it really would be a blessing to you to read Daniel 9 and go straight into Daniel 10 and you'll see how Daniel worked how the angel shows up in Daniel 9 and then again we have angelic operations in Daniel 10. It's fascinating that one man can work with heaven under the power of the Spirit in the Old Testament. And yet we, as the New Testament believers, filled with the Spirit of God, are oblivious at times to the operations of the unseen. And yet everything is moving and shifting in a realm and a dimension beyond us. How many people understand this right now? If your eyes could open 186,000 miles, what is it? Per second, the speed of light. If you were to be sped up, you would see into that realm. The only way that you can see an angel is either you are sped up or they are slowed down. It's the only way. It's more than just an angel appearing. It's a shifting of dimensions. Oh. We, when we pray, we open doors. We close doors. Do you know the world, witchcraft? They open doors and close doors. In so many of them were intent in doing that. But I tell you, we as the Church of Jesus Christ, we're coming into our true inheritance. I said we're coming into our true inheritance. It's to walk in the Spirit. To sow to the Spirit and you will reap life. What is that life? Zoe life. The abundance of life. The life of God. Pastor, you just like you you're just way out there. I am not. I wish I was. I wish I was. I, I look at Daniel and I watch him. You can do that. As you read, you I watch him. And I watch him work it. And work it to a place where he is completely given to the demand of the Father. And now, all else is in hold. But to get this done. Even in Daniel 10, right? From the first time I heard you pray. But I was withstood these some 21 days. Because of a war. You know, I went to Coventry Cathedral. The first cathedral was destroyed in the war. And they built this monstrosity of what they call a modern cathedral. It was so dark. I mean, it was just so dark. And it was about a quarter to five on last Sunday evening. And they said, do you want to go and see the cathedral? Of course, I love stuff like that. Of course, you would. everybody would say, yes, let's go, right? Let's go. And we're walking in through the door, and the pipe organ is blasting. I'm talking about blasting. And I'm looking at all the, st all the windows. We're all looking at the windows, and it's just like angels and gothic and, and just... It just didn't feel good. Pastor John Quintanilla wouldn't even go into it. He 
He went in once, and that was enough. But on the very outside, I have a picture I'm going to show it. I don't have it with me tonight, but it's on my phone. But I have a picture, and on the outside of Coventry Cathedral is the Archangel Michael with Satan in chains beneath his feet. And I was like, what have we got here? Now, I've saw a cross on the side of a cathedral. I've saw many things on the side of a cathedral, but I have never saw the archangel Michael with Satan lying beneath his feet in chains. And I went, hello. Prophecy is staring you in the face. Check this out. The greatest days are right up ahead. How many people will never forget that we're going to look at him, that devil, and say, is this him? Is this him? <laughs> is, keep that in mind. When you're fighting, keep it in mind. And I know when Jesus rose from the dead, ladies and gentlemen, when he ascended on high, there was no devil or demon could stop him. And no devil or demon can stop you either. Come on, I'll say it again. No devil or demon can stop you either. You were raised far above all principalities and powers. You were seated at the right hand of the Father. Come on, tap your foot just a little bit and just remind the enemy that he is under your feet. In the name of Jesus, shut it out. The enemy is under my feet. I have authority in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on. The angels listen to the bidding of the Lord through me. Psalm 103 verse 19 and 20 says that the angels hearken to the voice of the Lord. Shut it out. I win. So while we are in Oklahoma, we're going to hold the plan of God. I don't know what that is. It's probably good that you don't. You do what you know to do, and then let God sort you. Give him permission. Remember, we're surrendered, and now we're yielding. That's a good word, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's not for babies. It's not for beginners. You know, people will say, but I wish I had a big gun in this stuff. I didn't even know that, that you were making up spirit, soul, and body. I didn't even know that I was a spirit, soul, and body. I didn't know that I am a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. I just didn't know. That was my biggest problem. When it comes to assignments, ladies and gentlemen, every assignment that is given to man is decided by God and discovered by you. Every assignment that is given by God is decided by God what you will do. Right? And it is discovered by you what it is God will have you do. How many people would say that you're in a discovery mode? Look at your neighbor and say, you might as well hurry up any time now. Any time. But it's decided by God and discovered by you. What can I say about this? A car didn't decide that it would be a car. Henry Ford did that. An airplane didn't determine that it would be an airplane. The Wright brothers did that. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, the creator decides, not the creation. 
The creation just simply discovers what the creator has decided. Everybody say amen, amen. So touch your belly and your spirit man right there and just say greater is he. Greater is he. Do you know that the call of God is more natural to you than anything else? It is you. Well, I don't know what my gifts and callings are. Yes, you do. It is the thing that comes most natural to you that you will spend all your time on. It will reveal itself to you because that is you. You want to do that. You want to be around that. You want to stay up all night working on that. <laughs> you want to share with us? <laughs> How many people understand what I'm talking about? How many people are passionate about some things? Come on. That's where it's at. Work there. Where is your passion? You're overworking at something and that's not your passion. I can tell you, you were just earning a dollar. But you get into your passion. So now you're not earning your do a dollar. Now you're enjoying every minute as the dollars come. I want you to write this down. I must find very quickly what I am passionate about. Because that's where your call is. How many people would accept that? It's the truth. So why would you spend your life doing something that you're not passionate about. <laughs> Can you tell that I'm passionate about the Lord? <laughs> Can you tell that I'm passionate about you? Or I would never get on like this. If I didn't care about you, I would get a sermon together, ten of them, I would get myself a workforce that would just work like clockwork, cogs turning whatever, and show up here and do my thing. It would be no work at all. But when you're passionate about something, you want to work it. You want to be involved in it. People ask me all the time, how do you, how do you work with those people? Not you. Not you. It's because I'm called to people. I don't know how you do it. I do it because it's me. And I've told people for years, if you're not called to do what I do, stay away from it. But the way that you can celebrate with me what I'm called to do, I'd love to celebrate with you what you're called to do. It's like the time I went out with, to where John was out in Omega, out, out there and way the boonies in Oklahoma and sat and watched with him for a period of time what he does, part of what he does. And I could see him completely in it. And I learned so much about the earth and the pressure under the ground and all of these different things because I could watch a man that was into what he was doing, passionate about it. How many people would agree that it's, it's a wonderful thing to watch somebody passionate about what they do? How many people would agree with that? How many people in this room say you're passionate about what you do? <laughs> How many people would lift your hand and say, I guess I need to change some things? Right? 
Shout it out. Doors are opening to me. Come on, say it like you mean it. Doors are opening to me. How many people give me five more minutes? Come on. Doors are opening to me. If you're called as a teacher to the body of Christ, you're going to spend your life teaching everybody. You're going to go from Billy to Jack teaching everybody. Teaching's just going to flow out of you. You're going to give people one point, two points, three points, five points, and that's just down at Andy's serving ice cream. I remember the Faith Mission Bookshop and the lady that served in there. She just hated to see me come. And this was the Faith Mission Bookshop. This is all we had in Balamina. It was the only place that we could buy anything of a Christian nature. And it was about 15 feet by 15 feet. And it was filled with everything that you would not want to read. And when she saw me coming in, you could just see her starting to manifest and I would get to talking and one day she just says you know what I do not enjoy when you come into this show I was somewhat taken aback because I thought everybody was excited about what I had to tell them you're just so passionate you're just so radical it's like somebody into health And you're just, you know, sucking on a big Whataburger. And they want to talk to you about the oil it's been cooked in. And you're not thinking about the oil it was cooked in. All you're thinking about is Whataburger. You getting my drift? So I'm going into this faith mission bookstore. And this lady, I'm telling you, she was a great believer up at the Elam Pentecostal Church. And I would go in there and I would tell her about the healing power of God. And she would say, I do not enjoy when you come into this store. Until she had a grandson. Come on. One day. And she contacted me and said, Would you mind praying for my grandson? <laughs> oh, that sounded a little evil. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean that. <laughs> okay. It's just, it's in the air, you know. Pumpkin mania. <laughs> See, would you mind praying for my grandson? I wanted to say I thought you would never ask. Well, we got to praying for her grandson. Very sick. Very sick. I mean, very sick. Guess what God did? Healed him. <laughs> Do you know from that day on, my relationship with that older lady flipped. And I'm telling you, no matter when she saw me, she was always, Hi, Paul. How are you? And she never forgot. You know, you can start off by irritating the best of people. And you stay true to who you are. One day, somehow, somewhere, God will do something. And he'll flip it around. We've been praying for my, my, uh, my niece's nephew, or my niece's son, Arthur. It didn't look good. It didn't look good. His lungs were filling up with like this mucus that he couldn't get it out. And the hospital was having a hard time getting it out. Hmm? Four weeks old. And he would take these coffin fits that it looked like he wasn't going to breathe again because by the moment he took the spasm of the coughing fit and then to take that next inhale I, I, I think was enough to push 
the parents over the edge a little bit. But Arthur still lives. I will say it again. Arthur still lives. And Arthur will continue to live. Can we agree in the name of Jesus? Come on. You can't name a child something like Arthur. assignment I guess I guess I don't run this church you've just seen that Pastor Karen runs this church I have moved on past Michael I've moved on past and I no 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 I want to see it okay Imagine pulling up to a cathedral and seeing that. What a sight to behold. I tell you, it's only, it's, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I'll say it again, it's only a matter of time. We got this. Hallelujah. This assignment that was placed in you by the Holy Spirit when you were in the womb of your mother go with me to Jeremiah 1 I hope you're getting something out of this because I want you to know that you're no different than Daniel and God has a plan for you there's an assignment and possibly multiple assignments multiple Jeremiah 1 look at this verse 5 before I formed you in the womb I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument and before you were born I separated and set you apart consecrating you and I appointed you as a prophet this was decided before you ever took your first breath. Now we can rejoice in that. Because he decided it. And we're discovering it. I'm going to say it again. We're only discovering what's already been decided. Well, we're in the throes of this now. In the name of Jesus. I'll give you this one. You must never forget that these assignments or what it is that God has given you is always for His glory and for and behalf of other people. There is nothing else. These assignments from heaven are always to the glory of God. To a person or to a people. Moses was raised up for the Israelites. Aaron was raised up for Moses. Isn't that good? Whether you were raised up as the leader or raised up as the one to support the leader, it's immaterial. If you were raised up to own and run the business or raised up to support the owner, it's immaterial. You're blessed no matter what. I'm going to shout it out again. You're blessed. Lift your hands, receive this right now. You are blessed no matter what. You are blessed. 
Min Sheila Prapadaskanina. This nation is blessed not by the people, but by the God of the people who has decided what people would be part of this assignment for this country. That means you have an anointing for this assignment. He didn't place you in Oklahoma necessarily so that you can pray for Washington. He places you in Oklahoma as a prayer, as part of the assignment for this great state. And no matter what is going on, this great state will accomplish the plan and the purpose of God. Why? Because he decided it and we are discovering it and we are praying it out. That's why we pray Ephesians 1. That's why we pray about being illuminated. I'm trying not to preach, but... What was on Ruth took her to Bethlehem. What was on Joseph took him to Egypt. What was on Jesus took him to the cross. What's on you will take you to your destination also. I said, what's on you will take you to your destination. Now just pray in the spirit with me right now. Come on, by faith. Hallelujah. Oh God, we just thank you, Father, for revealing to us, Father, the, the call, the assignments. Father God, our workings, our part. Father, those things that we're supposed to do, those things that so come so naturally, so naturally, supernaturally. places and notice things and then I start talking about them and even even my phone even Carmel said times I, I never but you see what you love what you're passionate about you will have eyes for that how many people receive this that's why when you're wired like that, you must watch that you do not criticize another person because they didn't see that. Because your sight is connected to your purpose. So you can spend your life constantly wondering why other people didn't see it. When it's your part because you saw it to help produce it instead of criticizing what other people didn't see is this helping anybody we're going to walk this thing out and we're going to work it out and you know what we're going to leave everybody alone and we're just going to bring our part Amen. and we're going to see it work. Amen. Are you getting anything out of this? I'm nearly finished. <laughs> 
It's amazing. Even as many people in this church, one of the signs of the shepherd is that he recognizes things that other people never see. Because even in a crowd, I can say things like, I didn't see such and such today. I didn't see such and such today. Speaking to Pastor Joel this afternoon, and I gave him about 25 names that I didn't see today. How do you do that? I'm not scanning the crowd. I don't have this type of vision that looks for those that are not there. But I can come out here, do what I do, and go back there. Oh, I didn't see. I wonder about. What about? Confirms itself over and over and over to you. Over and over and over. It just confirms itself over and over and over. Now I'm praying over each and every one of us right now. I receive this by the Spirit. What is your passion? I just love to preach. No, no, no. Are you then preaching? Are you preaching every day of your life? Are you on the streets? Are you preaching to everything that moves and even the things that don't move? Because if you truly are a preacher, then I'm telling you, you're going to be preaching everywhere you go. If you truly are an evangelist, you will be trying to raise the dead everywhere you go. You will be trying to get the dog saved, the cat saved. If you're in business and a businessman, you could look at me and say, well, why aren't you doing the things that I'm doing? Because I'm not called to that. But I do have to have a certain amount of business to get this church in 10 years to where it is and stay in the plan of God. I'm going to be able to understand that. So for the next few minutes, I want you and God just to pray. You just work with him just for a couple of minutes in this anointing. There's an anointing here. And we're just going to work about what is the passion? Have you ever seen anybody that is just born to lead worship? They're just born to lead worship. I'm not talking about born to sing a song. I'm just I'm talking about born to lead worship. It's a phenomenal thing. Because it doesn't matter whether they're singing what's on the screen or what's coming out of their heart. It's all still not about them. It's all about Him. And when it's all about Him and it's your passion, then you forget about what people think of you. So people ask me at times, how do you do what you do in front of all those people all the time? Because it's not about me. It's about him. It's about the people. So let's just pray for a minute or two. It's amazing how a builder, 
how someone that's in construction can just walk into a house or walk into a building and start seeing things all over the place. Just seeing things. And we're kind of like, well, I don't know. You know? Why? Because they have eyes attached to their call, assignment, their purpose. They see it. Dr. Paul, in the front row, said to me a couple of weeks ago, he says, you know, your posture is much better than it was a while ago. He says, I was watching an older service. And he says, you know, I've noticed that your posture is better than it was a while ago. Only a chiropractor. would be wired into something like that. Now you might see somebody over like this here, but his eyes are attached to that. So he's going to see that. I'm sure he goes different places and he sees people holding themselves. True or false? That's why when you're around him, you have to... you go home. Touch your eyes with me right now. Eyes to see. Touch your ears. Ears to hear. Touch your heart. That the center of your being, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of understanding, Everything you need is at the core of your being. Everything that he is, everything that he has created you to be is in there right now. Your future prosperity is in there right now. In there right now. All the gold is his. The silver is his. The cattle on a thousand hills is his. Everything that you need is in there right now. Everything that pertains unto life and godliness is in there right now. There's a passion in the inside of you. There's a crossamanzala papramanaya. Oh, solapina. But I'm telling you, it's not about what you're going to do. It's what you are. It's what you're doing right now. Everything. You look at some of these people that pray. It is there. Them. They just live it. And they can drop a prayer at the drop of a hat and throw down a knee before you're even thinking about what you should pray for. Amen. I'm telling you, it's the most beautiful thing. I can sing. Amen. And I tell you, I'm not the best singer, but I can bring the presence of the Lord. Why? Because it is me. It's authentically me. I'm not trying to be anybody else. But it's time to produce. I'm going to say it again. It is time to produce. Let's just receive this. Get in the spirit of agreement right now. It is time to produce. You know what Jesus did to that fig tree? What did he do? He cursed it. Why? Because it didn't give him what he wanted at the time that he required it. In other words, the tree was supposed to be bearing fruit. And Jesus was not supposed to be waiting on it. So I declare this over you. I'm going to be on time. Every time. <laughs> I have wisdom. Physically. Relationally, financially. How many people believe this? How do you get anything out of this today? How many people believe we're going to see America go in the right direction? And we're going to hold it in the plan and the timing of God. Satan wants nothing more than to weary the saints, pervert the times, and to cause people that are frustrated to speak against God. But we refuse to do that. We as the church are going to hold things in time. 
we as a church are not going to get tired. Why? Because we're going to do it by the Spirit, by the power of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus, when you do what is authentically you, it's amazing how you were enthusiastic about that. It's amazing that you can keep doing that. When everybody wants to fall off, you're still going. Come on, do you understand what I'm saying? You ever watch somebody in real estate that is really anointed for selling houses? I mean, they even make the unseen wires look good. They just know. It's just them. There's nothing more powerful than meeting someone that has found who they are. all the way back to their mother's womb. But the moment we're born, you see, this life and the spear of the world begins to shape us, pull at us, tweak at us. Words try to berate us, hit us. Because Satan does not want you to be who you are. But too late, Satan. There's a bunch of people on the earth that are rising up. And we're not going to take any prisoners in the name of Jesus. If that's you, shout a big amen. This doesn't mean to say that you run out of here and just say, that's it. That's it. But the truth of the matter is that everybody knows the authentic. assignment upon you was to be an encourager then you know what you're going about encouraging everything everything you're just the best we encourage the plants you encourage everything it's the truth apostolic have you realized that yet so everything I do is for the plan of the whole church through the local church and I see it that way how we fit in the bigger thing as a local thing Somebody will come along and they will say something. I just don't see it that way, Pastor Paul. That's okay. But don't try and change me. Celebrate that I've found me. Have you ever been in a hospital? you've ever been tended to by a nurse that just is a nurse it's not a job they're poking at things that nobody would ever poke at but they want to poke at it because they just want to keep poking because poke is what they are made to do they want to clean you help you dress you fresh dressings not because they are paid to do it but because they are passionate about your health. How many people know it's a beautiful thing when you find a nurse like that? How many people know it's a beautiful thing when you find a doctor like that? You go and you're talking to the doctor about migraine headaches, and he's talking about your whole self. All you wanted was a pill to take the migraine headache away, and now he's talking about chocolate. <laughs> Caffeine. Allergic reactions. You said, Pastor, our doctor, I just want a tablet. 
compassionate one will be like, if you do this, do this, I want you to try this. Can't you just give me a prescription? No. You go to a physical therapist who's really into it. And they're pushing your body in ways that your body doesn't think it can go. And they're so into it, they're giving you homework as you're walking out the door. I want you to keep doing these exercises tomorrow morning, tomorrow night. You mean I have to do this when you're not here? gentlemen as the church you mean we have to pray outside of church <laughs> yeah I hope you get something out of this tonight shut it out Oklahoma's going to go in the right direction how do I know that because you're here and I also have a prophetic word by Jeannie Wilkerson that Oklahoma will vote in the more affirmative for Jesus Christ. And that we have to wage a warfare. Regardless of who comes in and who goes out of office, Oklahoma is always going to vote in the affirmative. Come on, any believers in here? We hold on. We fight the good fight of faith. We lay hold and wage a warfare. And it doesn't matter if it all falls apart one night because the next day it can all come back together again. So I trust the Lord. Pastor Karn said it hasn't a chance to fail. 